screwed with my computer, and I hope I got uh, whatever it said. I said I was maxing out my CPU, so um, I went through and changed some settings. So now I think I'm gonna like black out the grid with the amount of power my computer's pulling. But whatever, as long as it you know has a Flex nice steady video, we'll be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just- Sorry, Peoria, you can wait. That's right. <laughs> Fortunately, it's not 115 anymore. It's just like a regular 100 degrees. And so if you kill everyone's AC, most people will probably still live. You can live through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, ceiling fans, ceiling fans are, are helpful. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, man, I tell you what, it has been a relief for it to not be so hot. Mainly because I have this old stupid dog that has, uh, you know... Continence problems. Con- continent is that the right word? Yep, yep. It's yep. incontinent. Yeah. So I had to deal with that twice, and if I hadn't been able to open the doors, it would have been, it would have been a really bad day. Instead of just being really aggravating, it would have been awful to like come down and smell it all day. So like the idea that I could leave the doors open, thank you God, right? Like, oh, a hundred percent. Good timing. hundred <laughs> percent. Love it when he looks out for you. That yes, way. yes. I'll take it. I'll take that one. All right, all right. Let's hit an intro and jump into it. Welcome to the podcast, Blue Collar Scholars. Not long ago, a group of brilliant minds met together at a pub to discuss their unfinished works. They recognized the value of coming together around delicious beverages and having meaningful conversations. That group was known as the Inklings. The Inkle Do podcast here, we're working to be the second iteration of that group. So pour yourself a craft beverage. Pull up a chair and join the conversation. All right, man. You had anything good lately? Um, a little bit. Like so, again, more in kind of the uh, liquor field rather than uh, beer or wine. But uh, one of my buddies, you know, and it, with me moving into the apartment and everything, got me as a like sort of a housewarming gift. Got me a uh, bottle of High West Campfire Bourbon. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's a really nice sipping bourbon. Um, you know, I put it over a couple of cubes of ice or just drink it neat. Either way, it's, uh, it's one of those where, you know, pour like a couple ounces into a glass and mm-hmm. then sit there for 45 minutes and just sipping on it and nursing it. And, you know, there have been, there have been some nights where, uh, those two ounces have probably, you know, saved five to ten percent on some of my kids' scores when I'm grading things. You know, like patience goes up a little bit with it's like, ah, oh, you know what, man, this is a really nice, tasty distraction. <sighs> good, good. That's right. Yeah, other than just like dwelling on it, like Chris Farley driving the bus, like these kids, I'm gonna swear I'm gonna yeah, no, <laughs> turn absolutely. it all red. Like, oh, oh, okay. So this is ten tests in a row uh, where I've graded, and this question in particular, this one that I told him, hey. Y'all need to write this down. This is one of like the three most important things we're going to cover all year in this class. Mm. Make sure you've got this. And nope. 10 in a row did not got this. <laughs> also, for, for everyone's comfort, please be aware, I'm not an English teacher. So me saying things like, uh, they didn't got this. I, I know it's grammatically not okay. But it made but sense that's fine. to me. That's fine. Yeah, it was good. That was good. Nice, man. Yeah, nice. I uh, I actually have had 
Uh, so I've had a few things, but I'm so I'm gonna reach back and I think the last thing because having these like back to back highlights throws me off. I don't remember what we were talking about. Which, by the way, quick plug: if you haven't watched the high or listened to the highlights, go back and listen to them. They're really really good. Uh, but I think I talked about Fat Tire last time, right? Yes. Okay. Did I talk about any of the other ones in the Fat no, Tire? No, I think that was the first of the new Belgium okay. uh, uh, sampler pack. Sampler pack you had talked about. Okay. So I'm just going to hit the rest of the sampler pack because in it they had uh, – so they had the Fat Tire and then they had a um, – they said it was a Belgian – I think did they say it was – they didn't say it was a triple. I think they just said it was a Belgian – Mm, okay, but it made me think of you because you like the the doubles, like, triples, and all that stuff. Yeah, right. But I don't remember it tasting like what you gave me when you did that. But anyway, but then they had like a black ale and a uh, and um, another one. But this was like the best sampler pack that I've I've ever gotten to be honest with you because like all four of them were good. Like uh, two of them were solids. You know, like fat tire is what it is right sure uh, and there was another one that was like yeah this is good you know nothing special but the the belgian that they had in it i think it's like a 1556 is what they call it yeah yeah that 15, sound right? it's 1550 something like Some, something four like six eight 1550 yeah. and then an even number i don't know yeah and it was that one was surprisingly good because like it was a light beer but it had kind of like some uh they said it was brewed with spices and so, but mm-hmm. it wasn't spicy. Like, just had this nice little undertone of like brown brown spice to it. And I was like, "This is." It was so good, man. It went with hamburger. It went with barbecue and hamburgers with everything I had. Like, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, that's a sampler pack that I will buy, like on repeat. I think. Nice. Yeah, it, it's worth it. There's not a lot of those that you do because for the most part, if you get a sampler pack, it's so you can find one or two beers from mm-hmm. a brewery that you'll get that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's nice when they actually put like Effort. quality products in the whole way yeah. around as opposed to, well, shoot, here's this thing that we brewed that no one has ever bought. Right. I uh, guess we'll just put it in here. Well, let's just put the pumpkin in there. At least they'll get yeah. other beers that they like. <laughs> not that I don't know anything about that. Um, yeah, yeah. So... But anyway, so yeah, so I, I highly recommend that if you can get that sampler pack, it's a it's a solid one. I don't think you'd be, I don't think anybody'd be disappointed. So, we've been talking transubstantiation. Tra- mm-hmm. Try that. Yep, again. that's the one. Cut. Take two. Action. We've been talking <laughs> transubstantiation, and uh, it's weird. It's it's not weird. I, I guess it's one of those things where like, have you ever noticed? when you when you see something and then you start to see it everywhere right so like i remember when somebody told me that three is a perfect number right it was in my mm. like religion and, and everything happens in threes yeah and, and it was in my religion and uh symbolism class and they were like these numbers are like numbers that are you know almost every religion sees as a perfect number and i was like really and then you're like oh trinity and then you're like oh here's a three and then oh there's a three and you're like Everything is built in like these patterns and you're like, wow. And so it, it reinforces for me that when you see these things that it makes sense, like the idea that creation has, you know, part of the creator in it. Like you can know the creator through creation. And yeah. I think when you start to see those patterns and things, it really reinforces 
that yes, you can know about God through through creation because he's he's in it, you know. Yeah, the cre- the artist is always going to leave his fingerprints in his creation, right? Yeah. And and that's what transubstantiation has kind of been for me lately. Is that as we've been talking about it, I've been hearing different things. And I'm like, oh, like transubstantiation that makes sense in this context too. Like you see this, and then you see that, and you're like, oh, that and this over here answers that over here for me to a degree. And so, sure, I don't I don't remember exactly where I heard it. I, I think in church they're talking about the like the flesh versus the will you know like the i do what i don't want to do and yeah yeah yeah. the the flesh versus the spirit you know we must be alive in the spirit and die to the flesh and those kinds of things i I think they're uh i don't remember exactly what it was but it it was about that about why why is there evil in the world yeah and so there was something said and somebody said something and i was like oh this makes a connection to me and and we were talking about human or sinful nature and it, it's always been a difficult thing to talk about Christ and how he has two natures. Uh, he has a human nature and a divine nature. And you're like, well, that's weird. Like, how do you have these two things? But, right. but that's also some of the heresies that we've had to deal with, right? Like subordination and, you know, like, no, he's not possessed by God. No, yeah. he's not subordinating these different things. And you're like, well, well, then how does it work? Like operationally, it doesn't make sense. But then you start looking at these, uh, you know, different things. And I was like, oh, two natures. I was like, that that doesn't seem crazy to me. I was like, because we've been talking through all of this stuff, like back and forth in this transubstantiation conversation. Like we've talked about, um, you know, like the human nature, sinful nature, the fall, but then also the animal Right. Like we've we've been talking about this actually going like way back this year. We've referenced it a ton this year Yeah, about like becoming more animal or more spirit, more divine, like with our choices and all these things. I was like, man, this is all kind of coming together for me and that it's not so crazy to think about Christ with two natures because and this was my starting point is that we have two natures. Right. Like we we have it as we kind of said, like an animal nature, like you are a creature, like we are mm-hmm. creatures. Like we're supposed to be part of creation and part of nature because we are like, we are animals. Like we are part of it. And, and we're physical because we're like physical. angels are creatures too, but like don't have a physical body. Fair point. Right. Right. But yeah. Like that's kind of, yeah, that, that is better said. I was thinking nature as in like, so that physical, Flesh. the stuff we can encounter, the physical, things that we experience right. with the senses. Exactly. Exactly right. But then we also know that we're not just pure animals, right? We have will. We have intellect. We have this thing that kind of wars against it. Um, and so I was like, so then we, but we have this kind of divine nature that's part of us too. That was breathed into us. We have this something that mm-hmm. is more than the animal. And if we look inside, like it's not subordinated, like it's not possession. It's not, it's this weird kind of, uh, in, in an ideal situation, harmony of two things working together for a good. And when they are that way, you know, everything is in, you know, you start getting all the, the trigger words right now, like flow state and all this stuff, like (laughs) you get where everything is working together and you're like, Oh, that makes sense. It, you're functioning in the way that you were created to be function functioning. Yeah. 
No, and I, I agree with that, man. I think so when I was looking at the notes and saw kind of the the rough outline of it, there was a very much kind of an aha moment for me where like I haven't thought of it in that way before. You know, that idea of us having kind of kind of two natures. Like you say, right. it right. it's an analogy, it's not exact. Like right. I don't have an animal will and a human will in here that are like on your fighting. shoulder. Yeah, exactly. It's not quite the cartoon <laughs> level like dichotomy, right? You know, right? But by analogy, it really does track. Like we are, you know, when you think of the way people talk about, um, like just very casually, kind of, you know, I'm of two minds about a thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's a truth in that statement that, like. As is the case with most sayings that we've just said so many times that they've become very little more than buzzwords. Yeah. Like we kind of lose sight of the truth that's in them. But yeah, no, I, I am of two minds about things. There is the animal instinct part of me that is like, ah, man, not only am I hungry, but I'm hungry now. Yeah. I will go out and find something to eat now, which leads to, you know, no, no free advertisements or anything like that, but you know, various fast food places where it's like, ah, I, I want to eat now, so I will do this. As opposed to like that higher mind, that higher will that's like, ah, I'm hungry, but not starving, and I should eat something that will like do me some good long term, as opposed to just something that seems like a good idea at the time. Right. And so, yeah, there is kind of this dual aspect to our nature that really does track mm-hmm. you know we are compound we are like i i half jokingly with the kids say all the time like okay the definition of a human being for our purposes in a theology class is god's only hybrid mm-hmm. we're, we're the only you know there are other physical beings and then there are other rational beings but we're the only one who's both yeah. Both rational yep. and physical. And so there is. There's this compound thing there. Uh, and that it's not an accident. And that it's not a problem. And that it's not an obstacle. It is It is the design. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's... And that... How that... So I guess that, like... I feel like we should lay out how that plays out a little bit, but then, cause I want to just jump right into the fall. Sure. Right. We, um, well, cause again, once you see something somewhere, we started talking about baptism and now like the fall versus the original state. It's I, I'm with you. I'm seeing that everywhere as well. Yeah. You know? And, uh, so it's, I like, I have to admit that like when we talk about these things, I, I, I don't have a psychology degree. But the, you know, id, ego, super ego pops right into your brain there or into my brain. And, of course, that's a three, you know, right there. Because I'm like, hey, what do you know? We're created in threes. <laughs> you know, so, again, that that stuff starts to show up for me. But I'm like, that's the psychological definition of uh, probably very similar to how Paul is describing having a lower will and a higher will and then constantly negotiating between these two things and and wrestle like it's a not it's not like a a you know casual debate it's not like arguing <laughs> no. with my wife about what we're gonna have for dinner you know like it, it's 
It's like a real. It's fight. probably a lot more like arguing with your youngest daughter about what you're going to have for dinner. Oh, that is like, yeah. I was gonna say you kind of just left it at arguing my youngest daughter, and I'd have been like, oh yeah, that's, that's fair enough. But I mean, like, because again, a, an argument with your wife about what you're having for dinner. It's too. That's rational. actually like two yeah. rational adults being like, ah, you know. But I kind of, feel, I really want this, and there might not be any room yeah. for an agreement there. It might be impossibly opposed. But there's still like an approach yeah, to things that are going fair. to be there. But again, like yeah, the lower self, there's, is there's like, the rational adult yeah. trying to explain things to. But I want nuggets. Yeah, just, yeah. and like I, that's this is going to be an analogy, like a comparison that you probably don't get. But like, yeah, the lower self is like muffin from Bluey. Which you're right, I don't get that, dude. Bluey is the best show, kids show, ever made, ever made. Like you can sit and watch it and you're and we laugh and cry and it's amazing and the kids love it and they actually learn stuff from it because it's super smart. But anyway, there's this one character who's like the spoiled, rotten little turd and and she's always just like, I want it now, you know, (laughs) but she's kind of developed this cult following within that group where like people just like love this little turd kid that is hilarious because we all know a whole bunch of kids exactly like that uh-huh um but yeah it's exactly not rational it's just the give it to me now and if i don't get it i'm gonna throw a fit and torment everything that i can within my reach and you will be surprised at how far i can reach yes but but i also think about how paul talks about like he compares it to like an actual fight uh on like like the picture that I get is like actually being on top and like pounding somebody into the ground with your fists, like like that kind of level of violence that it takes to subdue the lower and become higher. And so it's hard. And I think that's that's probably the fall playing out in that right where the lower self maybe is stronger than the higher self out of balance. It's definitely out of balance. And I think part of it, part of it is that the, the lower self is more immediate. Mm, And so because it's more immediate, it like, again, and I feel bad for picking on your daughters. So I'm just going to go very generic here. Like when you're talking about a really little kid, like what are the primary needs that have to be met first? Mm -hmm. They are, they're those physical animal needs yeah i tell them they can't see past their own nose yeah can't see past their own nose and even like before there's any level of conversation for it like from birth their means of communication is crying Mm -hmm. and why do they cry because some basic animal need isn't being met whether that's like the comfort and warmth of another person whether that's something to eat whether that's something to drink whether it's hey uh, some something left my body, and you've put this like thing around me that keeps it there. I gotta right. tell you, that's not fun. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, a really long way for me to say they pooped themselves. Yep, yep. but like, it, it's those physical needs, and like mm-hmm. that's what is immediate. You know, the the spiritual is the way we're designed. The spiritual takes growth and development even to become aware of, mm-hmm. let alone to answer to and mm-hmm. to seek and to feed. 
And so because of that, yeah, I think that the that lower self spends, you know, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that we've got those references to the the battle of will. And we also have multiple references to the idea of when I was a child, I ate, drank, thought mm-hmm. and spoke as a child. And now right. as a man, I must put away childish things. It's because it is a growth and a development that we have to go on. But climbing uphill is a lot harder than sitting down on a sled and just like cruising right back down into that's that actually, animal. That's a really good point. And the, but I also hear us saying that we, I feel like we're towing a line of dualism where it's like, hey, we want to almost get rid of the lower self and only be the high self, right? Like we want to get rid of the flesh because it's bad and get only into the spirit. And we know that's not correct. So so it's right. always hard. Like every time you go into this conversation, you end up in a heresy that's been discussed at one point in time because it's in the middle and you're always towing a line. So there's there's got to be something where it's not like just get rid of the flesh, right? No, absolutely. Like, again, going back to the uh, analogy with Christ's dual natures you know one person with a dual human and divine nature when christ died and rose he rose in his human nature as well like it wasn't about killing the human nature and returning to his divine self like the human is risen and elevated as well and so in the same way for us it is um it's about who's steering the ship you know, like, yep. so going with, yeah, sure, let, let's jump into a 35th analogy because it's what I do. But like moving into that idea of like a vessel or a ship or anything like that, you know, yeah, the navigation needs to be really good and it needs to be in the hands of someone who knows what they're doing. But if I take the helm of the ship and it is in perfect condition, but I take it off the ship and I put a really skilled navigator behind it off the ship. They can turn it exactly where it needs to go and accomplish not a dang thing. Mm-hmm. The The will and the intellect, in order for us to be able to uh, act out what we know needs to be done and to mm-hmm. accomplish what we desire to be done, we need ourself as well, the full self, our, our physical bodies as well. And we need, uh, God speaks to us through our appetites. Like, yeah. oh, oh, it's the, you know, going back to one of the first things that I mentioned for the baby is that need for warmth and another person and that comfort in that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a physical need that is also a spiritual need. Yes. Like that we're yes. not created for isolation and being alone. Mm-hmm. In fact, God draws us into that ultimate relationship of relationship with him through our relationships with one another. And so if I didn't have yep. my body, if I didn't have my ability to interact as a newborn with my parents and then growing up with my sibling, with my cousins, with my friends, with my classmates, with the people who tick me off at work to no end. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have the ability to enter into relationships with them, I would not realize my need for relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so they are both designed to have that interplay constantly going with them. 
The problem we run into is when we allow the base level appetite to be the driving force. Mm. The, mm-hmm. the steering force, I should say. Because driving force, like, it, it is normally, like... I. It is a driving force, yeah. I, I think largely by design, it is intended to be the driving force. Again, it's what's immediate. Yeah. God knows we're so limited in our ability to think beyond the present moment that he gives us these impulses in the present, in the immediate, it immediately slapping us in the face yeah. with what we need. Yep. But it's the like driving is, if you don't look... Down the road, exactly. like if you're only looking at, you end up way off course because you're overcorrecting on like this micro level. So like you can't let it be the ultimate steering. Like it's the driving force. You got to go that direction, but it's yes. not in charge of the the long. You got to have short term and long term in in play together. And that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Is that realization that the thing which will immediately satisfy this appetite is not necessarily the thing that will ultimately satisfy this appetite Mm. and so being able to this is why we need to rely on the intellect and the will and going back to your threefold option with like the super ego that also that thing beyond us which speaks into us Mm -hmm. that divine spark that breath you mentioned that like breathes into us this divine reality we've got to be open to its guidance as well as it's like hey hey hey, no, no 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 that is the best you can see it's not the best. Trust me on this. Keep going. Yep. And so we need that um, that ability to discern, to go back to another word that we've used a billion times yep. uh, over the years, but like that ability to discern what, what satisfaction we actually need in that moment. Because sometimes it is. Sometimes it is the immediate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When, when your little girl is crying in the middle of the night because she needs something and your immediate need is I need this child to stop crying and so you get up and go to them yeah like yeah no 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 that is not only is that the immediate in that moment that is the ultimate that's what needs to happen right right but then the will can come into play and you can retrospect right and so that's yes kind of where I I was thinking of uh there's a term and I can't I've been racking my brain for the the term but it's like dynamic or like power dynamics or dynamic dynamic leadership, I think is what it was, where, you know, of course, because I'm a big nerd and I listen to SEAL teams, but they talk about how, like, when you go into a situation, the specialist for that situation is the one who's in charge. There's somebody who's mm-hmm. ultimately in charge. But, like, if you're going into this and that guy's a specialist, he's calling the shots. And the leader doesn't, like, essentially submits to that expertise, right? And so, like... When you have this immediate need, and I'm thinking of like food is such a good one, yeah. you know, like when I cook, I, like I'm satisfying the immediate need, but then I'm also realizing that this is creative and then it expands this, what could be base level where you were just gluttony, just like shoving stuff into your gullet now it becomes like an act of creation. And so you're base need becomes a higher need that is pointing you and revealing to you this greater revelation. Be- so they, they, but at, but it starts with one in charge and the other one retrospects and, and you can have the other thing, like you can have something where um, like just grand revelation that then goes back into your body and you're like, Oh, maybe I should not 
do that thing anymore with my body because that's not good. And I, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that idea of uh, dynamic leadership is a really good kind of framework for understanding it too. That idea of like, you know, ultimately it is going to be situationally dependent what we need to be doing because God's calling us to act and to live in the present moments. Like, however, and again, going back to, yeah, to a certain extent, the overall leader of the SEAL team is going to submit to the expert to a point. In that situation, right, but not. In that situation, and keep in mind, who decides how long that situation is the priority situation? Mm -hmm. The one who's actually in charge. And so, like, we need to keep our intellect and our will engaged. Like, you can never shut them off because we still need them to be able to tell us when, like, oh, you know what, actually... Yeah, I was, I don't know, I was in a survival situation. And so where there were calories, I needed to take them in. I needed to be plowing those in. Now that I've been rescued, I should not continue doing that. Right. I have other priorities and I need my intellect and my will to be able to step in and like delineate those cases. Yeah. Um, Rather than letting, you know, the, the appetites, the passions, these kind of... Uh, lower things, lower not in terms of less importance, but again, lower in terms of, yes, we are both animal and we are rational, but ultimately what we are called to is relationship with the highest being. Right. Which means we need to be moving upwards. Right. The animal side contributes to that journey and has a valid eternal place in it. Like that idea of the resurrection Mm -hmm. of the body for all is in the Christian understanding of the gospel because it's fully who we are that is needed. Um, But as with Jesus uh, and his human and divine nature, and I guess this would kind of be where I'm bringing things as far as like a life lesson as well, Mm -hmm. is that like understanding what the relationship is. You know, in any relationship, whether it's with another person or with ourselves or these different aspects of us, the relationship has to be defined in terms of what mm. the roles are. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus Christ is one person with a divine nature and a human nature. And the reason why that isn't a problem, and it's not this idea of like subordination or possession or things like that you were talking about, mm-hmm. but there is like, a subordination in a sense to it. The human nature of Christ was fully in harmony with the divine nature of Christ because his human nature knew that its fulfillment is in the, is in the divine. Right. Right. Like it's not a competition. It's not about the subservience in terms of like the divine lords it over right that's human, what i was gonna say it's not servant thing and in the same way we need to do the same mm. it is not about my intellect and will uh contrary to our earlier kind of conversation like beating the lower animal instincts into submission it's about my intellect and will being able to make clear to my animal passions and my animal appetites that their satisfaction will only finally and ultimately be found 
if they allow themselves to be guided. Mm-hmm. Because if I put a kid in a kitchen and I set out in front of them a gallon of ice cream or a really well-balanced meal, the animal instinct kicks in and they are going to devour the ice yep. cream. Yep. And then they will hate everything about their life yes. for like the next three to four hours afterwards <laughs> as the reality of that choice comes yep. to bear on them. Yep. And it's the same for our appetites as well. Right. If I pursue all of the immediate things that I think I desire and that I think will bring me happiness, I will be miserable. Right. Only if through the intellect and the will, I recognize what it is I truly desire and choose the things that really bring me that and not just the appearance of that, then and only then will they find their actual satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me think of, I can't think of the quote completely with C.S. Lewis, but he's talking about essentially that where it's like, oh, are you talking about this like moderate thing in the middle? No, I disagree. But if you're talking about this sin that's like all the way out here on the extreme, he's like, yeah, bash that little brains out. And of course, he like actually <laughs> swears about it. It's really funny because he doesn't swear often, but he swore no. in this one. And uh, it was really funny. But I think that's kind of what we're talking about is we tend to, and I, and I think that's probably the, the devil's work on us, is is send everything to the extremes and be like, oh, and then we'll justify it with, oh, well, Jesus told me that if, you know, my hand sins, I should cut it off. And you're like, come on, guys. Like, yes, but like, let's think about these things a little bit further than, than just doing like the crazy extremes. Right. So, right. Like, can I ask you to consider to what extent your left hand actually caused the sin exactly. as opposed to just being your vehicle for it. Right. Right. And so I, I think that's kind of where my life lesson is, is looking for the extremes in our life or where we've established a dualism in our life, where we've said that the body is bad. And, and so we must be all spirit or vice versa. And, and realize that it's a harmony, not, a dichotomy, right? And so oh, when, when like we take ourselves to the extremes, the the all we can see is the black and white. And I'm I'm normally a black and white person, but like this is the one time in which like the blending and the gray is the right spot to be. Right? So like when you go and all you can see is just one or the other and one is good and one is bad, then then you're going to only ever be half of what you could be. So when we get into these spots and you're, and you're blending and everything is working together, and again, for me, that best analogy is was cooking or when I'm writing my stories and I'm doing something both physical and creative and it's revelation and it's emotional and it, there's all of these things. And then I get to share it with people and, and hope they're blessed by these things. And it becomes this, this larger effort that lifts us up. Like that's the goal. Like a good meal like you put your bot, like it's hard work, right? And it serves yeah. somebody's needs, but it's shared with a community. And now this whole group just got a little bit closer to God, right? But that's because oh, the body and the spirit were working together for this one thing. Dude, I love that. And I also like, I'm going to need you to go ahead and jot down on a little scrap of paper nearby you that it is a harmony and not a dichotomy. Cause I feel like, I feel like that's a central point to pretty much everything else we we talk about. Yeah. And so like being able to kind of hold on to that idea, I think 
that's one of those phrases that that feels like it ends up being something of a skeleton key to unlock a lot of misunderstandings that we have in some other spots. Yeah. I love that a lot. Yeah. Just tumble, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, but if uh, we can help you out, nope. I don't know. I'm struggling, man. These 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 like two weeks off, man. My my like my like creative juices on how I get into this like uh, ask for coffee is is throws me off, man. But that's okay. no, I hear you. It's because you're out of practice, I'm but it's practice. all right because the reality is one of the things that'll help keep the brain functioning a lot better and flowing a lot better and make it easier. Yeah, it's having a little bit of that bean juice, man. Like some of that coffee in there. Ideally, some of that really good stuff from Inkledoo. Yeah. Where, you know, you can go ahead and grind it up, put it into the cold brew, and just take yourself a little sip. Mm -hmm. Just a little sip Mm -hmm. before we record, because we record at night. Don't want you tossing and turning or nothing, but just that little sip to keep the brain functioning as you move forward throughout the rest of the night. Man, I tell you what. (laughs) So I I appreciate that save there. That felt good. I, I like that. So teamwork but, makes the dream work. There it is. But yes, that's how we hope these conversations are helpful to you. They're helpful to us. We we record these because we want to share them. Uh, we've always been blessed by them and we hope that you can be blessed by them. And if you if you are so inclined to support the conversations, the best way to do that is to hop on the website, order some coffee. We roast it fresh, ship it to you. So that way you have something uh, delicious to drink while contemplating the dual natures of Christ and how that interplays with our own self and whether or not you need coffee in order to overcome your lower self and reach the higher self that day. So there we go. <laughs> I just needed a, I just needed a ramp up, man. Like I was there. It is, man. I, I, I heard the engine revving on that one a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, that was I impressive. Find first gear, man. It's just like the rah, rah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right. But you got anything else on your brain, man? No, man, not a thing. Right on, right on. With that, we will say adieu.